She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Welcome back, Kirsty. Episode three of your live coaching. It is, Jill. I'm so happy to be back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, your episode two has gone out and actually, as we're recording this, it goes out tomorrow. Right, okay. Obviously, we recorded it and um, I was actually reflecting on it when I was looking at pulling the little clip Mm. and I started listening to most of it last night again and I was so proud of you. Oh, Um, God. Honestly, I don't know, because we recorded it a couple of weeks ago so that, you know, everyone's getting a chance and you get time to integrate. Mm -hmm. How have you been since that last session? Yeah, really good. I felt, um, I did definitely felt a release during the session. Um, And I went away and I did some journaling and and everything that you'd kind of recommended. And then I think, I guess what happens with everybody at that time of year is a busy period starts and then, you get lost in that, but actually I've been been good, um, saving all the little moments. Um, I think what it brought to me was just awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you saying to me in our first session, um, sort of throwing the idea about having anger, and I was a bit um, reluctant to accept that, just because I'm not an angry person. But actually, I've realised that there is there is anger inside of me, um, which I guess you'll hear in the episode. <laughs> I'm not sure I can handle listening to that one. Everyone will have heard it by now. They'll be like, oh my God. But you did amazing. You did amazing. And what it was so authentic Mm. and so real and and so relatable as well, because people don't show that side of themselves. Because again, we are so attached to what people think of us that we don't want to be seen as an angry person. Anger is a very normal and natural emotion. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with a lot of anger and it's it's not a trait that I warm to. I kind of, I don't like, you know, loud voices, loud bangs, you know, I guess just going back to childhood. So I just didn't want to believe that I had it, but I definitely have because I think there's still some bits in there, you know. Um, so yeah, no, thanks for bringing that to my attention and helping me get it out there. <laughs> well, you've got when you said I don't want to be an angry person. No, no one wants to feel angry because it doesn't feel like a great emotion. But I think when we put pressure on ourselves, and there's different levels of anger. Okay, anger, you know, I feel angry and I'm feeling really frustrated. You know, you've got different levels, you know, from zero to 10. You know, you were probably about, you know, mid-range. You weren't, you know, angry to the point you were really ready to, you know, kill someone and really hurt someone. No, I think my fear comes from seeing anger being handled badly. Um, You know, in the term, and I guess violence, um, violent rage outbursts and that kind of thing so I had a had a negative association with it but you're right there's a scale isn't there it doesn't have to be at the the high end yeah for sure and you're definitely not at that high end a wee bit angry just a wee bit a wee bit angry (laughs) we all get angry I I often feel though when for someone with for you it's a healthy anger Mm -hmm. and it's actually really healthy to say I feel really angry Mm-hmm. I'm really angry I'm, I'm emotional I'm upset and and actually naming your emotions mm-hmm. rather than trying to suppress them because when we try and suppress any emotion it's if you can just imagine it becomes like a pressure cooker yeah and yeah and then we feel shame around the anger um you know you've talked about your dad in the last episode and just literally before we started recording you mentioned him um, and his anger was very different from yours, Kirsty, And yeah. it was played in a very, very different way from yours. Yeah. And it's really normal for you not to like loud noises when you've been around anger or any kind of violence. It will definitely trigger you. And honestly, there may always be a trigger there, Kirsty. Yeah. And I think it's just understanding and loving yourself regardless of yeah we're not trying to change yourself but working on how can I get this feeling around or association around anger to a point where it maybe doesn't trigger me as much mm-hmm. maybe I'm at peace with that 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if, you know, with doing what you did before, you'll start to notice that you will feel a trigger, but it'll yeah. get softer. It won't. That's right. I have noticed that. And I think, you know, I look at my child and you see you, these little people have got such big emotions and they don't know how to handle it. And there's confusion there and there's frustration. And I definitely think you can have that as an adult as well, because if you don't understand what's going on, then it does leave you feeling like, oh, but if, if you have the awareness, then you can help, you know, you can manage it and it helps you. Um, there was there was certainly a moment I did get triggered and it sounds so silly, but um, my birthday falls just before Christmas um, and uh, I got, I got, I did get a text from my mum on my birthday um, but I always, it's, it's a funny thing. I don't know why, but when it comes to my birthday, I have quite high expectations that that's an opportunity for my mum to show me that she loves me or whatever. And there's never any grand gesture. And by that, I don't mean buying an expensive present. There's just never any real sort of reaching out. So anyway, I thought, well, that's fine. That's fine. And then um, so I picked up presents for my daughter for Christmas. There was something there for me, but it wasn't quite clear if it was my birthday or my Christmas. It wasn't my, it was just sort of no effort. And then the actual gift itself was just, again, I don't, this sounds really ungrateful. It's not about that, but it's about the way that it makes me feel like I'm just dismissed. So I did get upset about it. Um, but my husband was actually very good um, and managed to talk me down. It, it resolved itself a lot quicker is what I would say, because what he said to me is something that I could imagine of you saying to me actually, which is totally not like my husband because he's not, <laughs> not the most most emotionally intelligent person, but I think he's probably, you know, he's learning. Um, and it was, that's when the moment that I realized about this lesson that you were talking about, about attachment and connection. And I realized that I was attached, not in an unhealthy way, but just uh, my expectations were huge. Do you know what I mean? because I thought that's what I needed for my mum to feel complete, to feel whole or whatever. But it's just about learning, about detaching from that expectation, really. Mm. Um, so that that was the only test that came up. Otherwise, I've had a really, really great Christmas and year, very content, very, a lot of like living in the moment as well, which is good for me. And I'm not, usually I'm kind of living on the edge, a bit nervy. Um, which is not typical for me. This has only really been in the last sort of couple of years or so because of quite a lot of stressful situations. But I was very calm. Yeah, you seem calmer. Yeah. Interesting. I was going to say funny. It's not funny for Kirsty because her <laughs> packed in in January. Oh, I know. So yeah. This morning she's like, oh, my head's packed in. I need to get this engineer out. So, but you actually, in listening to you and feeling into your energy, you do seem calmer. I definitely yeah. shift. And this yeah. is the thing. When, when someone is coached, I say to people all the time, don't expect to come and be coached and then you manifest a million pounds. <laughs> what? Deal. That's not what I signed up for, Jill. I thought that was a deal. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Not it, it's not. It's really creating these shifts within yourself and doing that work so that you feel that sense of real self-love and connection yeah. to yourself and inner peace yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. then when we are in that space that's when we manifest really from truth mm-hmm. from passion from purpose because a lot of the time we can think of the goals that we want to achieve mm-hmm. and again it's almost like we're numbing we're chasing we're not yeah. fully really connected we just yeah. want to feel something because we think that that will be the gold that will be the yeah. thing makes us feel great again that gives us a sense of oh I'm really whole and complete now because I've got that thing and it never works you may feel it for a short period of time but almost like those little sort of demons that are like kicking around that haven't been sort of processed those little parts of our shadow those little fears and and pieces of trauma almost that are existing within us that haven't been felt those emotions they don't go away until we feel them and yeah it's that awareness isn't it it's really yeah yeah it really is that's been my life the last few years Jill just exactly what you're describing there I've I've really wanted to prove a point prove to myself um and the question I've been asking quite a lot what's my what's my calling what's my life purpose how can I 
you know, what can I do? Because I also I gave up my career a few years ago um, and I've been chasing everything, all sorts of different roads because I thought that would be the answer. Um, and everything's failed. <laughs> Everything I've touched has failed or I've, what for whatever reason. Why do and, you think that Kirsty? Well, uh, I think you said at the end of our last session um, that we would probably start to work on manifest, like everything I kind of wanted to manifest hasn't come into fruition. And I think probably because I've had these blocks and you also said something that resonated with me is like, was it coming from the heart of the ego? And I think it was probably coming from the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back now again, that sort of gave me that awareness. Um, so I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Of course it does, because we're 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 really disconnected, aren't we? When we are yeah. when we think we'll get the thing and then we'll be happy, we don't we never feel it. Mm-hmm. When you are able to really cultivate self-love, forgiveness, self-forgiveness, a forgiveness of others. Now, forgiveness of others doesn't mean it's okay what they did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they need to be in your life. Mm-hmm. It means you are letting go of that attachment mm-hmm. to, and control um, of how you're showing up. Because when we are attached, there is an element of someone else's having power over how we are being. Um, yeah. And even if it takes us, Kirsty, the full the full six sessions or your five sessions, whatever it is that we're doing to get you to that point, then it's worth it. That's all I want, Jill. And like like you're saying, I'm not coming in here, you know, to manifest a million pounds or whatever. It's really to just, it's, it's like, I feel like I just need to pull out these old weeds to kind of get everything kind of clear. And then, as you say, like being, come from that place, come from the heart. Yeah, Kirsty, it's much easier when you mm. do it, but we resist it. Yeah. And people listening to this will, will understand what I mean by this is we resist it so much. There is so much resistance, resentment, and fear mm-hmm. to go into those parts of ourselves. Because number one, a lot of the time we don't know what's mm-hmm. there when we take a peek. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what's there. I don't even know what's going to come up. And I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel that way. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, it doesn't feel nice. In no. the moment when you're going yeah. through it, it doesn't feel nice. But mm-hmm. you're not bringing up something, you're not creating something or making something up that isn't there already. You yeah, it's happened already. It's already there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember somebody giving a nice way for people that have gone through trauma to kind of you're not reliving it because it's already happened but if you observe it as if you imagine the scenes playing out on a movie theater screen then it kind of separates it a little bit and I thought that was a really helpful way to kind of go back and sort of review or you know of course it is of course it is and so let's dive in because mm-hmm. what, what is coming up for you like even if you want to just take a minute mm-hmm you know how I like to do closed eyes because that allows you to go inward. So yeah, yeah. a little moment. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a bit going on this morning, but just, you know, you've got time. So just use this time to really connect, Kirsty. You're here in this moment. Drop your shoulders. Take a few breaths. And maybe place one hand on your heart. And the other hand on your lower belly. Mm -hmm. And as you're breathing in and out, just imagine that you are coming home to yourself. You could even imagine that your soul is in your body. And just notice where your soul is in your body right now. In my heart. Okay. So let's go to the heart. Don't force anything. Let's just take a pause, just feel into that space and ask your heart, what do I need right now? Because whatever you need right now is exactly what you need right now. Self-worth. Self-worth. 
Okay. <clears throat> What's inside self-worth? Self-belief. Self-belief. Okay, what's inside self-belief? Power. Mm, power. What's inside power? Possibility. What's inside possibility? Excitement. Mm, what's inside excitement? Purpose. What's inside purpose? My calling. What's inside your calling, Kirsty? Fulfillment. Really feel into fulfillment. Go into the feeling of your calling and fulfillment and really embody that feeling right now. So I feel worthy, self-worth, and it's making, it's making me feel emotional, actually. Oh, oh dear. Mm-hmm. Feeling. So inside fulfillment was self-worth. Mm. Go to self-worth and really embody that feeling. Feel it. Allow your heart to open some more. You got this. What's inside self-worth? For me, it's, it's just like the missing piece, the holy grail for me, I think. Yeah. I'm getting the word truth. Mm. The truth is you have self-worth in there, Kirsty. You felt it. You went right there. Mm. It exists. It's there. Mm-hmm. Ask your heart, is this truth? Is this true to me? Is this truth? Is this true to me? Yes. It's really clear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, just stay in there. And I want you just to imagine your soul is in your heart right now. And just keep breathing in and out and imagine your soul is capturing all of the self-worth. And with every inhale and exhale, your soul is growing bigger. Using your breath to allow your soul that has captured all of the self-worth, all of the truth, all of the love, all of the purpose to move through your whole entire body. Imagine it's taking up the shape of your human form. I can feel that it's moving fast. It's taking up space. Moving down your body, moving up your body. Really use your breath. Purpose. 
self-worth and abundance. Full. Whole. Allow it to move into every single cell. Every tissue. Taking up more space, taking up the human form space. Use your breath and really channel that energy. Once it's taken up every single space within your body and your next inhalation and exhalation, imagine that it's radiating now from your whole human form. From the front to the back, to the sides, to the top, to the bottom. There is no limit to the space that it's taking up. It's all around you. It's radiating from you. Complete self-worth. self-love, truth, freedom, expansion, truth, strength, purpose, courage, And just allow that energy to stay with you all day. Every action that you take, even in the moments of stillness, allow that energy to be around you, to follow you wherever you go. just come back allowing that energy to always stay with you but just come back okay how'd you feel Kirsty? yeah lovely it was really nice actually I could have stayed there forever <laughs> no you can right because it's there yeah, it's there yeah yeah you just close your eyes maybe place a hand on the heart mm-hmm. and just feel it imagine mm. it all around you right Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. What was really interesting there, Kirsty, from the last few times we've spoken is that you dropped in. You know, you do drop in quickly, but you were able to go straight into that. There was such an almost an affirmation of, yeah, it's there. Before, as you were talking, we did that self work just kept coming into my head. So I already knew it was just like it was there. And it's not often I'm, I feel connected to intuition, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been quite detached from it, so that was nice. It's there. Yeah, you've got it. You've got it. There was just so much there. And I think often we place our worth and our value on a tangible thing. Well, I'm not creating anything. I'm not doing anything in my business. Yes. And I'm not worthy. And then I'm not, I don't have self-worth. Yeah. Um, because there's not nothing tangible to base it on. Yeah. 
And that was me, like, I'm, I'm like, I've got this time now. Come on, like, let's create some, let's do something. And just nothing, <laughs> no ideas, just not being able to, just, just nothing. But obviously, because it was, yeah, because I needed to go inside more. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm speaking from experience here. The amount of times I've tried to force something, being like, mm-hmm. all right, I need to do this because I, I know I can do it. But it's never felt quite right. And it's yeah. worked. It yeah. Worked yeah. And then I was like, oh, God, this isn't the thing or it mm-hmm. didn't work. And we mm-hmm. base our worth on that, you know, the achievement of whatever success looks like. Well, you know, I said I was going to do that thing and then I bombed at it. What about looking at it differently? The reason you didn't achieve the thing is because it wasn't really true to you. Yeah. We often push in a door that says pull. Yeah, that's that's been me a lot over the last few years for sure. Mm-hmm. When you go inside and when you connect to self-worth there, and it was so clear, when you are there, what do you feel like in terms of thinking about something that you would love to create, whether that's in business or in life, what are the feelings rather than, you know, monetary value, whatever that looks like? Um, what kind of thing do you want to feel when you're creating something? Um, well, the, the overwhelming sense that I had when I was in that sort of little meditation area was protection. So that was that was nice. Um, what do I want to have when I'm... Do- I guess that's it's the feeling of being useful um, because that that kind of makes me feel good. It's the feeling of being excited, like, you know, that sort of that adrenaline, like I want to feel excited and, and, and enthusiastic about something. And I want to feel like there's reward there that I'm, but I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is, but it's just that feeling of, being of of service of use feeling excited about it um yeah I'm just not quite haven't quite and it's coming it's yeah coming. honestly like we're, we're we're so like time's running out <laughs> come on nip on <laughs> oh my god but then we end up not living in truth yeah yeah honestly again speaking from experience mm-hmm. to have those moments of getting to the real guts of of everything and clearing it out and then there's so much space it just comes it it is so much bloody easier Mm -hmm. just stop resisting and go into those pain points and just feel because when we do we just clear it we make space Mm -hmm. and we're at a completely different energetic frequency and we just attract things that are so in alignment with our truth because we're not now carrying the bullshit. Yeah. The crap. Yeah. When you were at your happiest, so it might have been even when you were a little girl, okay, at point today, I know that there was some real shit mm. happened. Yeah, yeah. But when did you feel, and this, you know, take your time with this, when did you feel most free and alive and not, contained I think I honestly think it was just just after the birth of my my child I just feel like that that is the time when I look back and almost like I was in a, a protective bubble it was just pure love pure happiness just bliss a blissful state um I also had a flash there to when I was had a career and I felt like I was respected. I felt like um, like you're talking about things just coming effortlessly to you. I feel like I didn't have to try very hard to succeed. And then... Of course, you were in the blissful state then. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'd, at that point, I'd been through a lot of shit and I turned a corner. And I think I'd started to get a bit of self-worth back. And I just, I had an opportunity given to me and I just really gave it my all. But it wasn't through a desperate state, it just, I felt like I'd, I almost felt a bit fraudulent if I'm being honest, because mm-hmm. it was just coming too easy <laughs> and I was getting different opportunities. I got the opportunity to travel and go overseas and work. And it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And, but it was just, it, it came easy. So those two sort of 
memories come to mind. It wasn't forced. Yeah. Okay. So when you talked about that kind of blissful state when you had your child, mm. when you said it was pure love, so it mm-hmm. felt like really life felt a lot easier then. Because when we mm-hmm. are in that blissful, pure mm. love state, we aren't attached really to any crappy stuff around us, are we? It's just that pure, yeah, joyful state. Everything just, I just can't, you know, blissful state was the, I, f- I don't know, it was just pure unconditional love. I felt really connected to my husband. I mean, I still do, don't get me wrong, my husband is like, my, my child and my husband are the two amazing things in my life. Um, but it just it felt like a, a proper family. It just felt just lovely. That's that's when I, that's where my heart is. I go back to that. Um, that's your gratitude when you're thinking yeah. of- if I'm having a, a crack and I need to kind of fill up again, I always go back to a moment cradling my daughter on her feeding chair. She was a few days old because I just remember being, I mean, it's pregnancy hormones as well, or post-pregnancy hormones, just crying because it was just, I felt so much love. It was just, it was overwhelming. It was just lovely. And that's gorgeous, isn't it? Honestly, it was so nice. Yeah. That blissful state. And you can see it, like your energy's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's still in there, you know. Yeah, you that. What's happened since then? That has was it going back to work? Was you know, what yeah. was the big shift then? That's suddenly, you know, for a year you're feeling like because what I am feeling into is that you felt like you had purpose, mm-hmm. had self worth, but then it was- I wasn't. I wasn't happy in my career. Um, I really, really didn't want to go back to work. Um, I was quite emotionally distraught about it. I just wanted to be with my daughter, which I guess is probably common. I didn't, the, the work that I was doing that time was not fulfilling. I was, there was no joy in it, um, but it was a necessity. I had to do it. Um, uh, what else happened? A lot of things happened. Um, a lot of financial pressure. Um, I had a property port- portfolio that caused a lot of stress and trying to keep that going as well during, you know, a sort of market crash and all the rest of it. Um, friendships were strained. Yeah, life just seemed to turn on its head, to be honest. Everything that I knew turned on its head. Mm. And how did you a do lot of, A lot of relationships broke down. You said that. You said relationships yeah. strained. Mm-hmm. Do you have regret? Oh. No. Um, so my relationship with my father really—it's always been up and down. But it, after um, my daughter was born, it was like a veil had been taken off my my face, and I had a lot of questions. And um, I did try and talk to him about it. He just wasn't up for it. And he just wasn't willing to come to the table. And I feel like I tried, and I feel like I wasn't being heard. So it was just until we can kind of, you know, so basically he would argue that I cut him off. Um, but I felt, feel like I tried. Um, and then, and then um, friendships, yeah, friendships. I, I was a bit like the black sheep in a group, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just kind of noticed that they changed. I don't. I don't have any regrets there. I think I said to you before. It felt like everything that wasn't built on firm foundations crashed. And as hard as it was, because it all came at once. Everything, everything I ever knew: friendships, family relationships, um, financial status, work status, just all disappeared. Mm. Here you are. You survived, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, I survived. And I do think that a lot of it is good because it, it clears the path. Um, and it, it made me realise, and it was coming back to this authenticity thing as well. Like, you know, I would be whoever people wanted me to be. Even with my dad, I was very accepting of things that had happened over the years because I just felt like a dutiful daughter. Whereas if I'd had a real true sense of worth, I would have questioned things. I would have, and I understand why he was confused that everything just sort of came out at this one point, you know. But looking back for me, I was just being dutiful. I was doing the right thing. And, but 
you know, likewise with friends, I never questioned things. I never spoke out because I was afraid of not having that connection. You know, I was afraid. And the very thing I was afraid of, I guess, turned out to happen. Um, but it wasn't, it just wasn't built on firm foundations. It wasn't authentic. And now, you know, I've got close friends around me who are very authentic. And that's how I intend, I used to think it was um, quantity over quality. I was talking about this to my husband the other day. I was like, gosh, you know, I was like a time in my life, I couldn't keep up with a number of friends because I just thought that, that was the, a sign of worth, you know, having so many friends and being invited to this and that and all the rest of it. But then when you fall in hard times or your life circumstances change, like, you know, you have a child and you're not as available, then those people just seem to disappear, you know, and you realize they weren't, that wasn't real. Yeah. And, and everyone's on their own path, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can often put a um, pressure on ourselves and others to meet our expectations. Mm-hmm. Of, but actually people we're not responsible for how they show up. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't responsible for them. They're not responsible for you, um, mm-hmm. including your dad. You're not responsible for him. And often when you said dutiful daughter, we we often think we have a responsibility to change people or mm-hmm. to get people to see it our way. Mm-hmm. And when we can let go of that emotional attachment, mm-hmm. we realise that that's not our job. It's not mm-hmm. your job. Your job is to really connect to you, mm-hmm. work on your stuff, mm-hmm. and be authentic to you. Be mm-hmm. live your life with truth and purpose, mm-hmm. or not. You know, no one needs to actually do anything they they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But you're here for a reason, and so yeah. you're to do that. And I, I noticed mm-hmm. that shift in you in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Your energy is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what I want you to start thinking about is, and I, I did say that to you last time, I know, but it has been obviously Christmas and New Year. What, what do you really feel? And you may not know yet, and it may not come until another few months, but starting to trust that actually, Chrissy, you can do anything you want. Okay, I, I don't know what that looks like yet. And that has been something that I've been trying to force for a good long time. <sighs> People have told me, so obviously, you know, I'm really into woo-woo things and all sorts of things. The last lady that I went to see who's um, a spiritual healer has told me that my purpose is to heal and serve in that way. It doesn't, it may well be, but there's just not that spark that it's just not quite ignited yet. I think like you're saying, I think I'm paving the road and I'm clearing the way. And I think it will come. I trust that it will come. Um, you know, a lot of the sort of feedback that I get is that, you know, um, that coaching would be really good for me or helping women, that kind of thing. So who knows? It might be, it might be in that space. I'm just not quite clear yet. I think because I've tried and failed at so many things, I'm, I'm cautious and I want to really feel it. Like you're saying, I want it to come from the heart. I want to have that feeling that this is it, not not from here. And when you said that in my last session, that really was like, no, 100%. And even, even still, you know, a few weeks ago, it was coming from the head, how can I make money? And I want to make my own money because that'll make me feel powerful. That I need to do that. And I can get that if I have my own money. So it was still in that space a few weeks ago. So, And you don't feel it as much now? Well, you made me aware of it. Yes, I mean, I'd be tempted to go make a quick buck. Of course I would, but it's not the right thing to do because that hasn't worked for me in the past. So it needs to c- come from here. I love that. And it'll come, I promise. Yeah, it yeah. Will come. You and I will meet up for a coffee at some point and you'll be Definitely. telling me about it. Definitely. I honestly feel like the more that you can keep connecting to yourself and practice non-attachment, mm-hmm. I know interesting because when we did the non-attachment piece on your dad how do you feel about him now because there was so much emotion around that when you feel into your dad now what's inside there um like I've never I don't hate Jill I never hate he probably thinks I do hate him I don't I never hate I don't hate anybody that I've had 
relationships that have kind of, you know, served their purpose or moved on or whatever. So there's, there's no hate there. I feel sad because I, I see my daughter, see my husband with my daughter and just think that is the biggest thing I've done right is meeting somebody who's just amazing. And I feel sad that my dad didn't get to experience the joy of kids because of the life choices that he made. I feel sad that I don't have a dad that, that my daughter has. It's, it is sadness there, but as you say, everybody's on their own path. Everybody's trying to figure out their own things and work their own way through life. You know, there's just, there's no hate there. Um, I carried a lot of guilt, as you know, you'll you remember that from the last session about how my feelings kind of disrupted the, the relationship and how it affected. And there was this real guilt and also a pressure from me because there was that sort of period he'd lent me money for an investment and obviously everything had fallen through and so I still feel in debt. Um, so there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around that. There's a lot of peace around it now. Um, I think there's probably still some issues with my mum, if I'm being honest, um, that I maybe need to work on. Um, yeah. But I think the most important thing I need to focus on is my relationship with me. And, and as you say, it's this non-attachment. That's definitely, as soon as we started talking about that this morning, that sparked. And you know, when that sparked and it's when sometimes you're talking of like, I've got all these words that I want to come out. That's what I want to feel when I'm thinking about what I do for me, what my life purpose is, what I do to serve and create a living of my own. That's the feeling that I'm looking for. Kirsty, I notice, I've said it earlier, but I'm noticing a real shift in energy around your relationship with your dad already. Good. That exercise you did, we don't often even feel it in the moment. And mm -hmm. I've said this to people time and time again. It's when we talk about that person or they do something weeks, months, years later that we realise we're not as emotionally attached as we once were. And mm -hmm. I don't feel the same emotional attachment as I did to you two weeks ago with with your dad mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. course there's stuff there of course it is you know you've got years and years and years um of um issues there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I notice a shift even mm -hmm. the way your energy is when you talk about him mm -hmm. it's not as triggered like yeah when you were speaking a few weeks ago about him the emotion there was very very different to it as now the way you're speaking about him Okay, that's but, good. Oh, completely. And these things take time, but really be proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and for anyone listening, never underestimate the power of um, cord cutting exercises, um, you know, attachment, releasing attachments, unhooking attachments, and bringing in healing and protection around you and mm -hmm. giving back to him what's his stuff. And there was really that, like, giving it back to him, what's his, <clears throat> versus mm -hmm. actually this isn't yours and it doesn't need to be attached anymore. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to have any power over you anymore. And we really went into that a few weeks ago and there's a shift. There's definitely mm -hmm. a shift. And we didn't have time in the last session to go into um, the one with your mum and that's maybe mm -hmm. something we look at. But what I'm going to yeah. do... Yeah, I'll do an exercise, yeah. yeah. What I might get you to do is um, you can either you can either listen to the episode that's coming out tomorrow, which is episode two, and, and just bring your mum into it this time. Right? <laughs> yeah. So okay. Um, okay. Or I can, in the Empowered Women, I have an, a whole module and lesson on attachment. So okay. what I could do is I'll give you access to that. Yeah. And you could just do that lesson. I would love that, Jill, because I really feel like I was saying, you you know, you'd become aware now. And I, I think there are still trigger points there. So I would really love to do that. There is. And remember, it doesn't just go overnight. You know, when we've carried this for 30, 40 years, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's never a one and done. But there's definitely a shift. Kirsty, 100%. There's a shift. And you will know when you listen back and listeners listen to episode two, listen to episode three, they'll notice a shift in you. Okay. How you yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes we just don't see it ourselves until we see it. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's not as triggering as it was. 
it's funny because change can come in so many different ways. You can get like an instant, impactful, huge change that's life-changing and can just turn your world upside down or for the better or you'll get those like little subtle shifts that are so subtle you don't even notice until you say retrospectively you look back and you think oh so um I see I definitely see it in you you mm -hmm. know the big shifts when we've carried things for you know 30 years 40 years maybe more not often the big life-changing moments, the big kaboom moments happen that ever clear up that stuff. It is work that we have to do over time. Um, mm. But actually, um, and sometimes we don't need to, you know, sometimes two or three times going in and noticing where we're attached and just witnessing it and unhooking those cords or attachments and giving back you know, a really great exercise as well is to, you know, when we did it we, before we'd see your, your dad or your mum or whoever it is standing before you. And if there's a hook or a cord or an attachment, mm -hmm. we use our breath and we imagine we're physically unhooking. Yeah. Um, or oh, God, that just reminded me it was a fish. It was like a fish hook. I just remember seeing like, like oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> pulling it out. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, it was like a big giant or something it was like that that attachment was like that's how I saw it yeah 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 but you did honestly what you did in session two was massive yeah I did feel a change I did feel lighter after and do you remember actually thinking about it do you remember I said to you I had a pain in my neck like literally a pain in my neck that's gone it's gone mm -hmm. that's gone this is the beauty of this work mm -hmm. Kirsty, huge. And that's where the hook was, remember? That, yeah. That's all coming back to me now. Is, um, so, yeah, that's gone. It's all down it, my though. right side. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, I remembered. Right so that's gone. Christmas. You've gone right into Christmas, New Year, busy period, lots going on. Really bask in the shift that you have had. Mm -hmm. I noticed that as soon as you came on today, huge. Mm -hmm. Be so proud of yourself because that is... When you were pulling that hook out, remember how deep-rooted it was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how you physically and emotionally were yeah. like purging. Yeah. Purging yeah. Like, I know, stop. I was. Yeah, I was. But, um, Jill, it's also a credit to you because I think this is a lesson for anybody that's on a self-development journey. You can try different things and be with different people, but if you've got a good connection and rapport with somebody like everything I just get everything that you say and I'm really in tune with with you and I, I like your approach and everything so I think that's I think it's a two-way thing awesome. you know so like I know that you give me lots of credit and I've done all that and all the rest but credit back to you as well because I think there's that res I can just completely connect to you oh. um so that helps too thank you I think it is that trust isn't it yeah and you've yeah. got to feel that from your coach because there's a lot of amazing coaches out there but I say to everyone even if it's not me find the one that you know will mm -hmm. get you on that journey and it doesn't need to go on for years mm -hmm. you know this we're we're, we're going to have these five sessions and and people go I've only got like two left or I'm like mm -hmm. listen so much will happen in those you know two sessions yeah. it's going to be huge and it's never done. Like you and I will always stay in touch. I stay in touch with most yeah. my people, clients that I've worked with. So, um, Kirsty, there's going to be, I want you to do the attachment lesson. I'm going to give you access to that. Yeah, that would be great. And that will give you time. And then we'll have our next session. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be more shifts. I'm excited for you. I'm really I am too yeah I'm definitely starting the year feeling really hopeful and like a nice sense of calmness and it's calmness it's inner peace and it. don't yeah anything when mm -hmm. we're forcing we're resisting and we're going to manifest the wrong shit honestly like don't force it this is see this as a real space to be super loving super compassionate and healing but also like going about your business, really nurturing. And, and this is the thing, Kirsty, doing the work. Yeah. You, know, you do the work I ask you to do, and that's the difference. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I'll say to you, right, do this lesson and do this, but you know, you're going to go and work on that attachment lesson, but you're also going to go in and like pause at periods throughout the day, Kirsty. Like when mm -hmm. you come off this call, 
really pause and almost just be super grateful that you got your heating fixed. And actually, yeah. <laughs> you're always being guided. And the more that you can clear out crap that we hold on to, the more space you have to be that channel to, you know, God, source, universe, whatever it is you want to call it. But you're a clearer channel when you're more connected to the self. When you're- 100%, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was reading something the other day about how to know if you're living life on autopilot. And that was completely me, Jill. And I'm assuming there'd be a lot of other women out there like that as well, especially if you're a mum or a working mum, you know, just basically on the hamster wheel. And you're not even aware that you're on the hamster wheel. And then until things start maybe going out of control or spiraling out of control or going wrong, then you're kind of got that crash. It gives you a bit of a wake up call. That's something that really resonated with me is, is living in autopilot. And um, now, I'm, again, I've got the awareness of that now. That was me. But um, just kind of implementing calmness. And as you say, saying, taking those still moments. I know for like a lot of busy mums, this was me like a few years back. I was like, oh, God, I have time. But you do have time. It's a conscious choice. You know, you make time. And it's something that I'll always make time for going forward now is prioritising those moments. Because if they don't, then shit just hits a fan basically if you feel that you have an emotion that you're trying to suppress or you're feeling any overwhelm those are the moments that you do need to pause and feel Mm -hmm. it do not continue to numb do not continue to keep you know rushing around the house to Mm -hmm. you know try and put tv on and distract listen I love tv Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. watching netflix but if you're noticing that you're doing something to numb a feeling mm-hmm. to distract yourself from feeling mm-hmm. an emotion please don't do that just mm-hmm. feel the emotion mm-hmm. it will last a matter of minutes with no judgment witness it feel it allow it to move through your body we're meaning making machines don't make meaning out of it just let it move through mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and then watch netflix or then do yeah. what you want to do yeah but if you're noticing you're doing anything to distract yourself please don't do that. So for the next mm-hmm. week, Kirsty, anything that comes up, welcome it all in with unconditional love. I will. And I'm going to look into, I know that you've mentioned in the past, that you are an advocate of like somatic yeah. kind of stuff as well, sort of making the energy move. So that's that's something new to me. I haven't really explored that before. So I'll look into that as well. Yeah. And you went into there. You did some of that. I did the last time you had a man. So you've got thank, it. thank God it wasn't filmed. You've got it. And, and for you know, for, for you, you can get so much on YouTube as well. Yeah. Just being yeah. sure that if you were doing it, and this is for anyone else, that you're doing it with someone who knows what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. who is trained in somatic work, or um you're in a space because it can purge things out of you. You want to then make sure that you're really regulating your nervous system after it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah it's the most powerful work but just make sure that you are taking care of yourself before yeah after yeah and you know you can reach out to me if you want to go and look at that and you want to try something run it by me and you know we'll make Mm -hmm. sure that it's the right thing for you Kirsty and you can always reach out to me so anyone else looking at that by all means research it go Mm -hmm. for it but just make sure that it's with someone who is trained in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great, Jill. Thank you. We're going to work on some more attachment release, bringing in lots of compassion. You know, you've got all of that purpose within you. Just keep, you know, radiating that and keep bringing yourself back to that because it's a little bit right now. I'm really looking forward to channeling it in some way, but I'm just not going to put a time scale on it or any pressure or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Kirsty, love this. Thank you, Jill. So good to see you again. I'll see you soon. See ya.